0: We just wrapped up an episode that talked all about vision and how having a future vision affects what we are doing today. So I hope you listen to the end and let us know what visions you have for your family.
1: What started as a Saturday morning coffee date turned into a podcast where we chat about things like faith, family, finances, and so much more.
0: We're just a husband and wife living this devoted life, and we're here to help you live this devoted life too. welcome from sunny Florida we are currently on a family vacation in Marco island uh, you know this started a couple of years ago like shortly after the pandemic we just needed to get out of dodge we needed to get to somewhere new and we wanted to uh, just have a very intentional time as family with just a change of scenery and so we came down to Florida what was it this would be our third year now yeah yeah uh, you know and just it's kind of become an annual thing. We it, we didn't expect it to become that, but um, the family just loves having this relaxing time on the beach. I mean, not so relaxing for you and I, but <laughs> I mean, our four year old just loves it. Like she wishes she could live in Florida.
1: She uh, does, so. yeah. I mean, and can you blame her getting out of Michigan for the winter and uh, the February and early March winters just get pretty long. They yeah. get
0: long and they yeah. are brutal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the kids are currently taking a rest time, and we thought that we would sit down and just talk with you guys and just take a few moments to do this. You know, in our first episode, we talked to you about our why, why we wanted to start this podcast. In our second episode, we talked to you about where we came from and just Mm -hmm. a little bit of our background, how we came to know the Lord, and just a little bit about us um, individually. And then in this episode, we're really excited to talk to you about vision and just having a vision for your family, and it's going to be based on the verse in Proverbs where it talks about for where there is no vision, the people perish. Mm -hmm. And so we want to just talk to you about the importance of having a vision, you know, for our family, for our marriage, for our finances, for our community, and just the importance of of having a future outlook um, for just being intentional with what we are doing today to work towards that future vision yeah
1: yeah i like to reverse engineer almost everything that's just kind of the way that my mind works and so uh several years ago i asked shanda like what do you want to do when we're retired and yeah she she doesn't really i i, I shouldn't say you don't think that way yeah. but uh it, it took you off guard a little bit and I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, i'm
0: 36 he's 38 and so thinking about like <laughs> retirement which would be almost 30 years from now, you know, yeah. or maybe not quite, um, just seemed kind of laughable at the time when you first asked me about that. Yeah. And was just like... But again,
1: that's the way my mind works. So I like to think, okay, where am I gonna be? And, um, you know, again, I know we don't even know what tomorrow is going to bring, but I don't think that, that definitely doesn't stop me from thinking about the future, where I wanna be, and then, okay, 10 years from now, what do I need to be doing or where do I need to be at to accomplish uh, that end goal? And then five years from now, what to accomplish or how to accomplish that end goal. And then really reverse engineer it all the way down to right now, this yeah. moment. Well, and that's
0: you know? why having a vision is so important yes. because it affects today because when you have a vision for the things that you want to accomplish and what you are working towards, it affects what you are doing right now in this moment.
1: Yeah, um, and I, I can get caught up in looking to the future too much. So I have to remind myself to live in the moment, don't live for the moment, but live in the moment so that you don't miss out on you know, what God has for you today and for right now. However, I think a lot of people can be too much the other way, where they're only thinking about uh, right now and what they're going to eat tonight uh, or what they're going to do tomorrow, or they live for the weekend, you know, mm-hmm. every weekend, and then all of a sudden, I think we we have four thousand weekends in our lifetime, and we're we're using we've used up quite a few of them so far. So I want to make sure that we use the the remaining weeks for for good.
0: Particularly as Christians, having that eternal mindset and having a vision for what we are working for eternally makes what we're doing today even that much more important because we are looking for the eternal perspective of everything that we are doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not to say that we over-spiritualize everything, but there is no um, middle ground. It's either you're working towards eternity or you're not. Yeah, the Bible
1: says lay up up not for yourselves treasures on earth where rust and, you know, doth corrupt, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Yep. Yep, so that's what we're doing. But at the same time, if you don't, um, you know, work to, for... In, work in the present for the future both mm-hmm. here on earth and for eternity then just life passes you by yeah yeah
0: so we want to talk to you today a little bit about just specific categories of places that you can have a specific vision and mm-hmm. you know the first one I want to want to talk about is particularly in the phase of life that we are in is yep. parenting in yep. general because um, like you have said before we don't really see the fruits of our labor right now. We yep. um, are we see glimmers of it, but what we are working towards right now is an eternal thing, and so we might not see the fruits of all that we are doing currently in our children until many years down the road.
1: Yeah, I've heard it said. It's basically parenting is like taking a test today and not getting the results for another 30 years. And uh, I know when I took the professional engineering exam and other exams like that, uh, yeah, I had to wait six or eight weeks for the results and. That was a long six or eight weeks. Well, (laughs) as a parent, it's like sometimes it's like torture wondering. If, am I ruining my kids am I setting them up for success you know in just kind of ever that whole spectrum of everything in between <laughs> yes. so you know yeah. and so
0: I think for us we kind of have like a foundational verse that we use yeah. in our parenting and it's in third John where it talks about for I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth mm-hmm. so ultimately our goal as parents is to have our children be walking in truth in the way the truth and the life yes and so what are the things that we are doing today that is laying that foundation so that someday they are walking in that truth, Mm -hmm. you know, and as Christians, we're able to look at biblical principles for that, you know, um, in Proverbs, it talks about um, how we're supposed to hide God's word in our hearts so that we don't sin against him. So that is something that I have worked at very diligently with my children is just memorizing a lot of scripture, hiding that word in their heart, because right now they're so formidable and they just soak up everything and i want them to soak up god's word and i want them to have that hidden in their heart so that when they do come upon a trial or a tribulation or um a a a time where they're being tempted to do something
1: enticement yeah yeah
0: they have that just foundational truth hidden in their heart so that the holy spirit can recall it to mind Mm -hmm. if it's not planted there I don't know how the Holy Spirit's going to recall it to mind if we have not helped them hide it there, you know?
1: and then a couple things on that. So Shanda does do a great job with that, and it's just a reminder to me that this isn't the church's responsibility. This isn't the school's responsibility if they go to a Christian school, things like that. It's not a wanna. It truly starts in the home, and so you make a concerted effort, uh, really on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. to do that. So... In life, I also like to know how are we tracking? Are we succeeding? What does success look like in parenting? Because, again, it's that test that we don't get the results in you know, decades uh, from now. So that verse in 3 John really kind of tells us whether or not we're on the path.
0: Yeah. You know, and I, I always think about the Shema in Deuteronomy 6, yeah, where it talks about when you walk in the way, when you rise up, when you sit down, whether you're eating or drinking or whatever you're doing, you're supposed to be talking to your children. It, it's, it's, a, it's a call to parents to teach their children about the Lord, you know, looking at the Israelites they were commanded to talk to their children about what the lord had done for them Mm -hmm. and so if you take those principles and apply it to modern parenting Mm -hmm. we should be talking to our children about what the lord has done in our lives we're supposed to be teaching them his truth we're supposed to be teaching him or them his commandments and just um just his truth you know and and if they don't know the truth if they have not been taught the truth how are they going to walk in the truth as they get older? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And right now, um, there's this, you know, a lot of talk about indoctrination in children and things like that. And teaching them biblical truths is not indoctrination. And, uh, and I will also say that it's not that other areas or other influences in our world are not indoctrinating our children. It's, it's, it's a zero sum game. Either someone else is, or we are teaching them the truth. So, I mean, don't think about, you know, biblical truths being indoctrination or anything. Be energized and empowered because true biblical wisdom teaches them how to think and how to act and uh, to think critically. And it it actually is the opposite of indoctrination. It helps them think for themselves, but through a biblical lens.
0: Yeah, and just you know like to bring that all back is anything that we are teaching them right now it it can't be indoctrination because that's not what saves them right we can teach them biblical principles but until they have taken that into their own hearts and have accepted god's grace and his mercy and His forgiveness and his love until they have made it a personal thing they like it's impossible to indoctrinate them yeah. because it has to be made personal. It's, yeah. They're not just taking on the faith of their family; they are taking it on as their own faith. And so, if we are not teaching them that, how are they going to to take it on as their own? Yep. And so, we want and to stand
1: up to into the trials of life, like exactly. you said earlier. Yeah. yeah,
0: you know, if we are not living out the gospel in front of our children. Then they aren't going to they aren't going to know what the gospel is. Yeah. You know? yep. they, I mean, this basically is our mission field currently, and it so is. we want to we want to lay those truths out before our children so that they can walk in them. And so that is just kind of our future vision for our children. But once again, it draws it back to what are we doing today? Mm-hmm to affect that future vision that we are working towards yep you know? Yep.
1: exactly so yeah, and
0: then we're also going to talk a little bit about marriage um, and just what we are doing currently today um, to keep our marriage strong you know we um, just talked a lot about parenting and it's so easy during these parenting years to put so much attention on our children and you know we've seen it and you've probably seen it as well that Oftentimes, parents will pour so much time into their children that they kind of forget about each other. Yeah. And then when the children are out of the house, you're kind of left like, oh, hey, who are you, yeah. you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's this person that's been in my house yeah. for the last 30 years or 20 years, whatever right. it's been, yeah. And a lot of marriages
0: yeah. can struggle because of that. So I'm not downplaying that that is a very real thing. But mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we have a vision for our marriage a future vision for a marriage. I mean, we have a vision for it right now too, but mm-hmm. we want to do things today that are building towards that future vision of just remaining best friends. You know, mm-hmm. that's why we got married. You know, we had a lot in common. We loved each other, and mm-hmm. we had fun together. And we don't want to lose that during these years of parenting. Yeah.
1: Know? So we we actively, um, you know, set aside time. I wouldn't say weekly by any stretch, but definitely monthly. And we try to, uh, from a weekly perspective, um, you know, go on dates and just spend some, you know, very intentional time with each other. Mm-hmm. And
0: you know, like yeah. this podcast started from a Saturday morning coffee date. That was one of our reasons for having a coffee date was just to keep our marriage strong, so that we could continue to communicate with one another. It was an intentional time for us to sit down and just enjoy talking to each yes. other without the distraction yeah. of kids. We send them to the basement and they got to play while you and I got to sit and talk. Mm-hmm. That's not to say there weren't distractions during those times. Oh, there's
1: plenty of distractions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that was just
0: an intentional yeah. time that we took um, for our marriage to communicate with one another. Yeah. And, you know, I know that not everyone has a babysitter that is available, mm-hmm. um, but there you still can be intentional with your spouse. You can still have a Friday night date night, you know, after the kids go to bed. It's an intentional time where you shut off your phones, your devices, you um, play a game together, talk together, even just watch a movie and snuggle, yes. right? You know, so it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It just has to be an intentional time free from distractions where you can just be together and enjoy one another and laugh together. For sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that we've done very purposefully is um, <clears throat> basically do... A devotional or some type of Bible reading that we don't necessarily sit down and read or pray together uh, you know every day by by any stretch but we are currently reading through the Bible chronologically mm-hmm. and we're keeping track you know with each other and it's so not only is it a, an accountability partner uh, situation but we can also talk about what we read that day we can talk about the devotional that goes along with the Bible reading and it's incredible how um, intimate that can become and how deep of conversations we can have as a result of that Bible reading so that's another thing that you can maybe implement in your own life and, and it doesn't have to be where you you know you you spend an hour in Bible reading or prayer together you know I mean again we're, we're we have four kids we're very busy um, you know you may have 12 kids I don't know you know you have other time suckers in your life but if you are dedicated and uh, disciplined in having that daily interaction Mm -hmm. with your wife however or with your husband um, however whatever makes you tick and whatever brings you closer together uh, do more of that. It doesn't have to be very complicated.
0: Yeah, you know, like we talked about in one of the previous episodes, that triangle of mm-hmm. as we're clo- drawing closer to God, we're drawing closer to one another. Yep. And, you know, we've, we've we've discussed before about just how, you know, someone might be going through a, a big trial or right. a tribulation or something that's really hard. So we're not downplaying the fact that there are really hard circumstances where you might feel a little farther from your spouse, you know, like when your mom died, Mm -hmm. um, like we went through a hard time. I was having extreme postpartum depression during that time and you were bearing the weight of just losing your mom and I was helping you bear that weight too. And so like there are hard times in marriage, but when you have laid a firm foundation within that marriage and, and most importantly, a firm foundation of being centered on Christ. Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. You can
0: allow those hard times either to draw you closer together and closer to Christ, or you can allow those hard times to drive a wedge between you. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think it's so important just to have that future vision of where you want your marriage to be so that you can continue to work towards that even when you're going through an extremely hard time. Because-
1: Honestly, that's when it's most important.
0: Yeah, Uh, exactly. And if you're
1: not doing something today, to prepare for those challenges. Cause it's not when or if, but it's when, exactly. you know, and those are things that um, we just never know. So if you're not doing something today to prepare for it and to uh, kind of just make yourself more well defended for those you know tests and trials, then mm-hmm. um, you, you might get caught flat footed. Yeah, no, exactly. You know?
0: Yeah. yeah, so, you know, we've talked about parenting and having a vision for where you want to see your children. We've talked about um, our marriages, having a vision, a future vision for where you want to see your marriage. I mean, particularly because a marriage is an earthly representation of yes. Christ in yep. the church. I want to make sure that we emphasize that because it is so important that we, as a married couple, represent Christ mm-hmm. because that or Christ in the church. Because that is ultimately what marriage is. Yeah. so we've talked about those couple things but we you know so we've talked about the nuclear family you know our marriages and parenting but we also want to talk about the community too because we don't want to be so inward focused that we miss the outward too yeah and so having a vision of how you want to um incorporate community into your home as well i think is really important you know you might be very service-minded going out and serving with your children Um, but if you are more of a homebody, you can also look at, um, you know, I was, was reading Habits of the Household, and in that book he was talking about how community doesn't have to be an external thing, it can be a drawing in. There are so many people who are looking for a community that feels like home they're not looking to be entertained they're looking to come into your home to sit down to have dinner with you to help with the dishes to play with the kids while you're cooking meals Mm -hmm. you know that is what true hospitality is is making someone feel welcome within your home and making them feel like part of the family and Mm -hmm. so you know, this is an area that we could be so much better.
1: Yeah, yeah, we know. definitely have a lot of opportunity for improvement in, in our lives in that. And we have been more involved in, in our local church and in um, you know the local rescue mission and things like that in the past. Um, and that's not an excuse. Um, we're actually challenging ourselves to um, you know, yes, we have the four kids now. Our youngest is two years old. You know, we have kind of reestablished a new normal, a new routine, and uh, um, we don't want to wake up as you know sixty-five-year-olds and think, uh, "Man, I wish we would have done this," or be talking about all the things we used to do. Uh, we want to continue to create value and create more than we consume, and uh, to you know just provide provide value to those around us and our community in general. Yeah, Yeah. you know, we've
0: talked too about how we don't want this to be a one-sided thing. We want to hear from you guys about just how do you um, serve your community? How do you draw them into your home? What are some things that you are purposeful in? Because we want to be able to learn from you guys too, like just some intentional ways that we can maybe choose some to implement in our own family. Um, So let us know, you know, in the comments or in the show notes or whatever, um, just some ways that you are purposely serving the community and mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's something that we can look into. Yeah,
1: um, I know we'd love to hear from you and learn. Yeah
0: Yeah. Yep. You know, so um I guess moving on a little bit, you know, we we started out this whole conversation with you asking me, you know, what do you want to do when we retire? And we just kinda <laughs> laughing it off. But we also want to talk a little bit about having a vision in our finances because yeah, that's a big one. That that changes trajectory of like where a lot of these things are going and James is um, very diligent with our finances and is very financial minded has a mind for numbers and Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very thankful for that but he has spreadsheet upon spreadsheet of just like being financially or having a financial vision for our family yeah
1: and again kind of going back to that reverse engineering so as part of that kind of vision where uh, we see ourselves in the future, that includes an actual physical spot as well, right? You know, do we want to be in Michigan? Do we want to be in Florida? Do we want to be in Tennessee? Do we want to be in Montana? Do we yeah, want to cause we be... Because we can
0: serve God anywhere. Yes, you yeah, know?
1: yeah, you can be in the center of God's will mm-hmm. wherever. Um, you know obviously he he will influence where you are or where he doesn't want you but uh, you know again a geographical location um, you know doesn't have to prohibit you from being in or out of God's will uh, per se but what the, the reason why I bring up the physical location is the the finances can influence that and you what I I don't really view wealth as just attaining money or attaining things it's a building our marriage and building our um, you know children's lives and hopefully we'll have some grandkids by that time you know maybe we can travel around and see them you know depending on where they're at um, but wealth and money in particular gives you options so it's not just um, you You know creating money or you know creating a wealth and getting quote-unquote rich or things like that um, for the sake of just having more money it does it gives you more options and I didn't grow up um, with a super financially minded Household, um, you know, again, they instilled a great work ethic in me, and my um, family really was a great. My dad, in particular, and then my mom, in her own way, um, you know, they were very diligent, um, hardworking people, and they, um, you know, instilled so many good uh, principles and foundational truths in me. And I did actually have a few other outside influences in my life that did help. Um, kind of point me in the right direction. For some reason I read Rich Dad Poor Dad as a teenager and we do have some real estate um, but I'm a big proponent of basically learning skills and having different skill sets that provide value to others. So again finances and uh, in wealth building and things like that it isn't all about just getting more money. Again, it's about providing value and to enrich the lives of others around you. And um, and hopefully in, in the meantime, you're also able to provide better Uh, options for your family as well. And so we'll really dive into uh, things uh, in particular about finances and investing and saving and uh, maybe even budgeting in the future. But just wanted to touch on kind of where we're headed in that regard as well.
0: Yeah, you know, I think uh, finances within the Christian world can sometimes feel a little taboo. Mm -hmm. You know, the love of money is the root of all evil. But when you remember that it is the love of money that is the root of all evil and that you are working towards an eternal uh, vision of an eternal future finances is not not a part of that because you know the bible yeah. talks about being a wise steward of what god has given you mm-hmm. and you know when you when god has blessed you with certain things you are then able to bless others you know like you said it's mm-hmm. it's what can you then give to others with what God has given. Yeah, know?
1: and I mean, we are, uh, we tithe. Uh, we are active givers in our church. Um, you know, we give to missionaries, things like that. And and I don't share that as a, a bragging thing or, you know, oh, look at us. It's more of an encouragement where, um, you know, again, it's it's a reason to try to make more money and, and to look at things from a bigger perspective. Because we all go through different seasons in our lives. And sometimes, You know, again, this isn't a discouragement where if you do find yourself right now struggling to make ends meet and you're living uh, paycheck to paycheck, um, literally nothing in our lives is permanent. The successes are not permanent. The quote unquote failures are not permanent. Nothing is permanent. Um, The sun will rise tomorrow. And so it just... But at the same time, if you don't have kind of that future vision, then you can kind of get lost in the weeds. You
0: know, I think of the widow's might. She gave mm. all that she had to the Lord, and he was then able to multiply
1: yes. it. You yeah. know,
0: she gave it to him, She gave, she brought the gave small, the yes, God yeah. gave the increase. Mm. She brought what little she had for him, or to him, and then he was then able to use it. You know, yeah. and so um, no matter what area or where you find yourself right now financially, You know you can have a vision for how how can god use what he has given me right now how can i use what god has given me right now to help further the kingdom yeah for sure yeah
1: yeah so that's a little highlight again we'll uh, do some more deep dives in the future but uh um, yeah i think that's a little snapshot of where we're headed uh, lord willing
0: and so you know just to kind of wrap this all up we just talked about the the vision and having a vision for our families, for our finances, for our marriages, and for our community. And really, you can apply that to any area. Where do you have a vision or having a vision gives you a purpose for today? And that's kind of the takeaway that we want you guys to get from this is just to, it's not wrong. We're not manifesting anything. You know, that's kind of a bad word right now, but the Bible does specifically talk about having a vision and Mm -hmm. just having that heavenly mindset, having that, that Um, eternal mindset having a vision for the future does affect today you know and so I think that that's kind of um, just the takeaway that we hope you guys get from this is that maybe you can have a little saturday morning coffee date where you Very sit down much, yes, and you vision you, <laughs> you make you have a vision planning time yeah you
1: know? yeah maybe create a vision board or just honestly jot down a few notes of you know what can you be doing today mm-hmm. tomorrow this week to you know be working on the future and kind of exactly. reverse engineer out uh i love the dreaming sessions and thinking <laughs> about where we could be in the future even if we don't get halfway there it's still Uh, a few steps farther than we are today, Lord willing.
0: Definitely. So we would love to have you guys get in contact with us. Um, It's podcast at thisdevotedlife.com. If you want to send us an email or you can, if you're on YouTube, you can drop a comment there. Um, We'd love to hear from you guys, love to hear maybe what some of the visions that you have, um, and just if you have anything that you would like to hear from us on in future episodes, definitely reach out. But until then, we want you to seek God, love your spouse, hug your kids, and stay devoted.